And welcome to another edition of the Firmware Update, episode 221. One of the biggest, biggest uh, reports in our history of our show. And I'm Malcolm Spinetti. And joining me, as always, Joe Garcia. Joe, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, I am. I know about you, but I'm excited. Granted, <laughs> the excitement is tempered, but I am excited. <laughs> New console generation, Joe. We're, we're finally here. Yeah, we're on the home stretch. We finally know what these stupid things cost and when they're coming out. <laughs> Uh, it well, was, less than two months from their freaking lunch. I got to tell you, this generation, it kind of feels like pulling teeth as far as mm-hmm. getting one of them to budge. Like, people are giving Microsoft credit, although they went, they announced theirs first. No, they got leaked, and then they announced Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were given no choice. That There's nothing honorable in about that. <laughs> but I'm super stoked. Uh, of course, uh, last console generation was kind of a uh, feel-good moment for me. As we've talked about on the show, me and Joe, as well as Tyler, back when he was uh, regularly on the show, were the PlayStation guys. I remember when we worked for Front Towards Gamer, <laughs> and we were basically hired for it because we owned PS3s, and we were the only ones <laughs> happy about that. <laughs> and we were just called the PlayStation guys, looked down upon, made to sit in the back of the bus, you know, all the, <laughs> all the negatives. But then PlayStation 4, 4 happened. And now who's laughing, Joe? <laughs> definitely. Seems like you are. Oh, yeah. It's definitely not people at Front Sports Gamer. <laughs> Damn. Inside joke. But anyway. <laughs> but here we are. PlayStation 5 has been officially announced, and they did so with a big-ass showcase there, Joe. And, you know, Microsoft, they had some showcases. The first one, not great. Second, <laughs> second one, okay, it was a little better, so... All eyes were on Sony. You know, after Microsoft's hand was sort of forced, they, they came out there. Uh, they announced uh, two models. Uh, one is the entry model, which looks like a vent for my computer, but it, it or a speaker is another good one. But they have like a lower, what, what is it called? The Xbox S? The Xbox Series S is the, uh, the drive through speaker-looking speaker <laughs> model they announced. <laughs> Yeah, you get, that's like something you can give to Boombox Brock and he'd be parting out. <laughs> yeah, I believe that one, smaller unit, uh, I don't know, if, is there a, uh, a, a Blu-ray as a part of that or is that just straight up digital? Uh, that is a straight up digital uh, model. Um, they, it is being marketed as the smallest Xbox uh, ever. I believe it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's quite it's quite small. It's, it's I believe they're, they're saying it's 60% smaller than the... And the Series X, the, the 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 beefy model that they that they're selling uh, to compete uh, more in line with the PS5, mm. and uh, that one's going to be retailing at two ninety nine. You know, not a bad price point if you're just looking to dip your toe, or if you just l- want to do Xbox Game Pass is the big one. Yeah, it's no, that's an excellent price point. Mm. <laughs> like two ninety nine is is pretty much the, the sweet spot like that's the ideal if you if you can somehow get there uh ps1 ps2 those two those launched at 299 uh and those are obviously immensely popular systems <laughs> uh you know like the i believe the wii was 249 uh so like if you if, like that's a that's a that's a tempting price <laughs> well, indeed that you know, especially one 
I don't know if I'll be getting it at launch, but you know, in a few years, that'll probably be one ninety nine. In which case, uh, you know, it'll, I may uh, dip my toe and see what this whole Game Pass uh, business is all about here, Joe. But yeah, and and with their their uh, what you, their financial offering, their their they've got uh, a like an iPhone like or Galaxy type uh, deal where. Like buying a phone, it's like yeah, like just go into like Best Buy or whatever, and say hey, put me on this twenty-four month plan, and you won't pay like it's like zero interest. You won't pay anything more than the actual cost of the system by the time you're done, uh, and it includes Game Pass as part of uh, as part of the the whole deal. So it's for like twenty-five bucks a month, you can have an Xbox uh, Series S, uh, which is pretty pretty phenomenal when you think that Game Pass is fifteen a month. So you're basically paying ten dollars a month for a new Xbox. Mm. Or 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 thirty five for the for the beefy boy. Yep the the big brother the uh, series X. That's where you get the power. The uh, twelve teraflops of unmitigated gaming power, and of course you can put Blu-rays into that. Well, most important, <laughs> and uh, that one is going to be four ninety nine, which I believe is like the new standard. Okay, this is acceptable price here. I don't know about next year, but for right now, four ninety nine. That seems pretty fair as far as yeah. this powerhouse system yeah because uh what these like I, it seems like the, these are a much bigger step up over the ps4 than like the ps4 was over the ps3 if that makes any sense so like people are looking at the 499 and they're looking at the what's in these machines you know like especially the solid state drives uh which apparently are going to make loading obsolete <laughs> for for both consoles uh like that itself that in itself is like not cheap <laughs> plus all these teraflops and whatnot <laughs> yeah for sure uh as someone tries to call me here was, all right so so i believe the specs break down not to sort of jump ahead here but between like the ps4 the ps4 the ps5 and i gotta get used to that ps5 and like the series x like series x has the edge with teraflops as it's 12 versus 10 but which, by the way, 10 teraflops, still pretty good. Just throwing that <laughs> out there. It's not like it's a joke because the other one has two. But it huh. it, it does have more. The uh, Where PS5 has the edge and where it ha- it's essentially going to be the wild card with this generation is essentially that solid state, a drive, and how quickly it can load. I believe it was something like ridiculous where... Series X was like load time was like 100, maybe 200 megabytes per second versus the PS5, which is like three or four gigabytes per second, Mm. like which is how you're able to do games like Ratchet and Clank uh, in what is it called into the rift or something like that. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're essentially going into these other game, other dimensions where anywhere other game in the past generation, that would be like a, one minute load time or something like that. But now you just go. So that'll be the interesting thing for developers to play with and see if they could really, really take advantage of it. But let's talk about the showcase, Joe. How were they able to take advantage and really, really make a big impression here? So this was on Wednesday. I was sick, so I got to watch the whole thing. Uh, Joe, I believe you watched the whole thing uh, alongside Mm me. So, when you do one of these big showcases, Joe, the as I've learned from watching years upon years of professional wrestling, that uh-huh. opening match is key. It sets the tone. 
it uh, gets the crowd pumped, but you don't want to make it too big because if it's too big, then the rest of the show fails to live up to it. So it's very dangerous. So you want to be really conservative and not be too crazy with the announcement right <laughs> off the bat. Unless you believe the show can follow it. Joe, the show opens up with Final Fantasy 16. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, I was watching it. I saw Chocobos, and I don't know about you, but just looking at the graphics, I thought it was like, okay, this must be the new expansion for Final Fantasy 14 or something like that. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but it opens up with what people are calling Final Fantasy Devil May Cry or Final Fantasy Souls or whatever. But, you know. It looks great, and I have to say, like, it was a very it, – it was, like, kind of a first R-rated Final Fantasy because there's blood. There's actually quite a bit of blood in this uh, trailer alone, which is quite unusual for Final Fantasy. Yeah, I, I, I was kind of thrown by that as well. Like, I did not expect – like, as soon as I saw the Chocobos, I was like, huh. Because, like, leading up to this thing, uh, I think I started seeing rumors like, oh, maybe there's going to be a new Final Fantasy thing. I was like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like we we just barely got Final Fantasy VII <laughs> remake and and Final Fantasy fifteen was only what three years ago. So mm. I figured we're like yeah we're like eight years <laughs> away from any new Final Fantasy game at this point. Uh, I, I will say that you know Son, my wife Sandra didn't watch the show with me. She was at work and on her break I was talking to her and she was like okay so how was the show and I was like honey. The show opened with Final Fantasy 16. And you know what, what her initial reaction was? And this is quite interesting. She was pissed. <laughs> and I was like, well, why are you pissed off? Surely it's a new Final Fantasy. Wouldn't you be excited? And she's like, we're never going to get the sequel to Final Fantasy Remake, are we? Or Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's <laughs> 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 like, what? no. Okay, so... I can understand the concern. And Joe just brought up Final Fantasy 15, which was famously on that vaporware list that we keep bringing up. <laughs> and I'm not bringing it up to pick on Joe. He is completely justified for putting that shit on the list. <laughs> it was announced on PS3 and came out on PS4. Just to give you guys some sort of a timeline here on how long we, we had to go. I was going to pull out a Joe. It took all my strength, Joe, and the little chat we had with me and uh, me, you, and RK. A to where I didn't break out. Yeah, I can't wait to play this on PS6. Like, <laughs> like Joe, uh, how, do, how do you feel? Like, uh, how far away are we? Now, keep in mind, they've developed a whole new engine. It. I feel like they've got a rhythm down, especially after Final Fantasy VII Remake. So I don't think it'll be quite as long as 15. <laughs> Knock on wood. But uh, <laughs> how do you feel on this? Um, yeah, I don't know. They definitely didn't announce any sort of date. Or even a release window for this thing. Okay. Like we didn't, we didn't get like, <laughs> like we didn't get like a 2021 like so many other games. Uh, so I, I don't know. I'm thinking 2022 at the earliest. Uh, I'm I would say three years. I think we're, you know, being positive that we're looking at three <laughs> years from now. Um, hopefully we get, uh, the next part of Final Fantasy VII Remake, or at least have an idea what the, uh, path is. Like, they should really do, like, uh, what Marvel does and just tell you what, what move, what games are coming out in this phase, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, it, you know, the, the whole mystery of when the fuck are we going to see it aside, it was, it looked freaking awesome, I thought. Like, just the, the combat looked interesting, 
Like the, uh, especially how they did the summons. Like if Freet looked, uh, like if you looked at the texture of his skin, it looks very much like Shin Godzilla. I don't know if you ever saw that movie, Joe. <laughs> no. All right, just look up Shin Godzilla and just compare it to the new Ifrit and you'll see it. But there, it seems like a more horror type of thing, and it's like a tale of revenge. Uh, confused. Sandra is concerned, I should say, as she thinks, oh, it's just going to be a single-player Final Fantasy. And it's like, like, no, no, I don't think that's the case. It's the, it's the announced trailer. Like, <laughs> they're not going to play the whole <laughs> – they're not going to show you everything right off the bat. Right. Just, just dipping your toe in the water, like. But how how did you feel on this one, Joe? Um, well, I thought it was a pretty fucking impactful way to start the show. You know, saying, "Hey, we've got a Final Fantasy sixteen, and it's console exclusive to PlayStation 5. That's uh, that's another key point. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay then. Uh, not fucking around. Um, but you know, you know, like I heard, I hear also that uh, a lot of the people working on it are, are people that worked on Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, which, like, even though it launched very roughly, uh, that that game has been redeemed into something where people that play it oh, are yeah. like, this is a, this is actually one of the this is actually a great game and also like one of the best Final Fantasy stories that has ever been told. Uh, and you know, I haven't played it myself, but you know, like hearing that, it's like I've always been curious about it. Like, but the only thing that's keeping me from ever playing it is like I don't want to have to pay an extra subscription fee on top. <laughs> the, the dozens and dozens of hours to to play all the story stuff see that uh, that that's the rub for me too like uh yeah it's it sounds like it sounds super fun like i even they even made like a tv show in japan about it where a guy <laughs> uses it it's actually a really charming story where uh, a kid uh, reconnect an adult got man reconnects with his father his father just retired and he has nothing to do. So this kid recommends this video game, Final Fantasy 14, and he starts getting into it. And first he has no idea what to do. So he doesn't, the father doesn't know, but as his character, he befriends him in the game and starts teaching him how to play. And it sort of is a fun way for them to connect and what have you. So it was, it was a, it's actually a very sweet show, but 14, I, I completely agree with Joe. Like, it's sort of like a, had a No Man's Sky beginning where it was rough, but now it's become like one of the most cherished items. But unfortunately, like Joe, I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to give $15 a month for it, especially it, since I'm married. So that's going to turn into 30 if Sandra gets into <laughs> it. So, but hey, I'm excited for 16 uh, and it was a fun way to cap it off. But then what follows it, Joe? What could they possibly show us that could follow Final <laughs> Fantasy 16? Well... It was Miles Morales in the first gameplay footage we've seen of uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. And, you know, they could, I got to tell you, Joe, they could have been lazy. They could have just said, <laughs> all right, it, it's just Spider-Man, but, you know, different outfit. Oh, and he can shock people. But no, <laughs> I really get the sense that they're, they are really trying with this one. It's a whole new story. The Tinkerer is intimidating for the first time game. Granted, I've only seen him in the MCU, but he looks, she, excuse me, looks pretty badass in this. And uh, just little things like uh, during the combat, I love the uh, hip hop style battle theme in the background. That was really mm -hmm. nice. And just they've incorporated all of Miles' powers that I saw from Into the Spider-Verse into this. Uh, how did you feel watching this one? Um, I feel like I really want to play that fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, yeah, it, it looked so, so good, and I'm really excited to hear that it's a launch title, though I, I do have to ask you, Joe, are you going to, 
are you doing the ultimate edition just so you can have the first game on PS five or are you just going to keep it with uh, just the miles experience? Uh, I'll be getting the ultimate edition with uh, a remaster of the, well, it's kind of hard to call it a remaster because the game is like two years old, (laughs) 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 but yes, there's a, they're, they're giving it the PS, they're giving the original game up to PS five treatment and, and including it with, uh, and I guess selling it separately too, uh, I, would, I would imagine, but mm. it's going to be part of this Ultimate Edition for 20 more bucks. Uh, so I may as well just go ahead and cop that. Because mm. apparently they're also going to add a couple new suits to that game. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'll check out the new suits. Why not? Well, you can't have a Spider Man game without suits, dude. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how many miles had, but, you know, hey. <laughs> right. uh, I, I, it looked great to me. It, like, not that they had to really sell it up to me, but after there was, I was like, "Yep, this is this is launch day purchase right right now." And from what I was looking at, uh, you posted something about like the uh, file sizes, where it's from uh, the ultimate edition. It doesn't sound like you could download one or the other. It sounds like they all come together, and you just on the ultimate edition. And I believe. I believe you said it was like about a hundred gigabytes of space necessary here. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. I think that might have been archaic said that to us. Oh, okay. Um, let's see here. Yeah, it's uh, looks like the launch edition for Miles Morales uh, will require at least fifty gigs, while the launch, the ultimate edition, will be one hundred five. Uh, yes. All right. So, which will be a, another concern, which we'll get to in a minute, but. Yeah, Miles Morales uh, looks fantastic. Do you have anything else to say on this one, bud? Uh, let's see. It's also worth noting that they also announced that it will also be coming to PS4. Uh, so if you uh, if 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 you can't get your hands on a pre-order for a PS5, um, you can get this game for your PS4, and I believe you'll be able to upgrade it to the PS5 version uh, at no cost once you finally do so. Mm. That kind of made me feel better with all this pre-order stuff <laughs> going around. I was like, maybe I'll just get it on PS4, I guess. Yeah, I, I believe it was this game. They also announced that the new Horizon game will be on PS4 as well. And, and I can't remember. There was a third one, but I can't remember it for the life of me. My bad. But, uh, yeah, so there's they're going to try to make this a gradual switch as opposed to the just abrupt switch that we kind of sort of got with the PS4. Yeah. Which is uh, it's it's a uh, it's a little different from the messaging that they've been kind of been putting out uh, before, like when the when they announced that uh, that the DualShock fours won't work for PS5 games, only for any PlayStation Four games they play. Uh, like Sony came out and said, "It's like, well, we believe in generations." So <laughs> it's like, alrighty. Uh, so for them to to kind of uh, kind of take a step back, I guess, and say, hey, yeah, actually, these games are going to be on your PS4 as well, if if, if that's what you need for now. So, yeah, uh, I'm I, between you and me. I'm kind, and of course, everyone listening, I'm uh, actually pretty excited to actually hold that new controller for the first time. Mm. Like I remember the first time I I held a PS4 commercial, I was like, yeah, I'm never holding a PS3 controller ever again. This is perfect. I love how this feels. (laughs) And uh, like I remember uh, I was in the middle of playing Demon's Souls 2 and playing through that. And and then I got the PS4. I held that controller and I was like, yeah, I can't go back to the other one. So I'd actually plug in my PS4 controller (laughs) into the PS3. 
which, you know, kind of, is kind of a bummer there just because, uh, you know, like, granted, I had to keep it plugged in at all times for it to work, but I just kept doing it like that till I beat the game, and then I just moved 100% onto the PS4. Mm. But, but yeah, so I, I'm very curious to f- see how that feels, even though it seems like something from Aperture Science from uh, Portal 2, but, uh, <laughs> hey, it's a theme. All right. So moving on next, we've got something that, you know, didn't really tweak my interest, but I know that it has the fan base that it should, should at the very least got a lot of people excited. And it looks kind of interesting. Uh, Harry Potter Legacy, mm. where it looks like it, from what I hear. Or it, Hogwarts Legacy. Hogwarts, thank you. Yeah, no Harry Potter in this, but I, I, I'm not sure of the timeline. I think it happens just before Harry Potter is a thing at that academy, but you basically create your own character. You go to school at Hogwarts and you create your own legend. And granted, uh, it, it's a kind of unfortunate this game got announced after the whole controversy with J.K. Rowling and her next book. Mm. Mm. But uh, it looked it looked pretty interesting. How did you feel about this one, Joe? Um, well, I don't give a shit about Harry Potter in the least. <laughs> um, I read that first book when it came out. Uh, when I was about 10 and I thought it was all right, but like, I just didn't <laughs> go beyond that. So I watched Harry Potter become this giant phenomenon and just never caught, well, <laughs> caught on with me. And I was like, okay. Uh, and it, it's, I don't know. It's whatever. <laughs> like, like, I guess it looks nice, but like, it's not something that I care about, uh, in the least. Like I actually took the opportunity while this was playing, uh, to go outside and grab a package that was left <laughs> outside my building. Like, uh, it, it's pretty crazy how much of a phenomenon that game, that game, that uh, franchise became. Like, uh, I, where I work, one of my uh, roommates was so into Harry Potter that her cubicle essentially looks like it was just ripped out of Hogwarts. And, you know, God forbid you say anything, let's just say critical about it, because, you know, she she's not going to have it. But... Yeah, I never got into it either. I think I watched maybe the first, maybe the first three movies. Though I couldn't tell you anything that happened in any of them. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen even a single frame of any of the movies. Uh, it's one of those where I, I want to at some point just watch it, just for the sake of saying that I saw it, just to give it a chance. But yeah, it never caught my interest. Honestly, I mean, I do like Daniel Radcliffe. He's, he's, he seems like a fun guy. Mm, he does seem like a good guy. <laughs> but aside from that, yeah. All right, moving on to another game that uh, I'm curious to see if it held up our interest any more than the last game. We've got Charge on Delivery Cold War, uh, where they served, <laughs> where they uh, showed off Call of Duty for those who don't know the joke, and uh, yeah, they showed some gameplay footage. Uh, how did you feel on this one, Joe? Um. I mean, I don't know, like, it, it's like, it feels like they're kind of, because, you know, like, Call of Duty is on, on this development cycle where, like, it alternates developers between games, uh, so this is a Treyarch here, um, and this is their fifth Black Ops game, <laughs> like, in a row, uh, so Cold War or whatever, um, like, I don't know, it looks alright, like, I've never been a big fan of the Black Ops uh, sub-series within Call of Duty, uh, and this one takes place, I guess, during the 80s. Uh, at the height of the Cold War between uh, the United States and the USSR. But, yeah, it's just not something that I had a lot of interest in uh, going into it. And I believe that you can play the Alpha right now for, for free. Uh, like, they announced also, like, hey, you can try out the multiplayer uh, for a weekend, which is ongoing now. 
but yeah, I don't know. It's not, like it looks like the production values and whatnot. I was like, all right, this is technically very impressive stuff, but it's not something I feel compelled to play. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. It, it looked cool. Like uh, <laughs> they basically uh, had a very good rendition of Fast and Furious 7 or whatever it was that they were <laughs> The one where they had to chase the plane on the runway. Yeah, yeah, and, and the little RC car or uh, being used as a bomb and going faster than a freaking Lamborghini for Christ's sakes and catching Yeah, up. it's like okay, like I feel, like like I'm doing like these word maths in my head is like are the wheels on a RC car even big enough to go that fast? <laughs> it's like <laughs> And blowing. I mean, it looked cool and would make a great movie, but but I would put it right up there with uh, whatever the Call of Duty that took place in space was that I saw ages ago. And like, I thought it looked cool, and I did try playing it, but ultimately, it didn't hold my interest really. Oh, uh, that was like that was a good one. That was Infinite Warfare. Infinite Warfare. I was about to say advanced, but like, no, no, that's the one where you have to <laughs> hold the button to pay respects. I think, but anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, Advanced Warfare is impressive. <laughs> <laughs> oh god like <laughs> like that like the way that got memeified to the point where like anytime anything happens online like i even see people like even on non-video game related things where like something happens like on twitter hmm. or someone just gets owned or something like and all the replies are just f f f, f. <laughs> uh so that one uh, they announced an alpha that's going to come out that well the came out already on the 18th so if you, if you... Yeah, as we record this, this is already your last day to play <laughs> so i hope you had fun um oh going back one critique i will give spider-man miles morales and this is not really a miles morales problem this is a spider-man problem but i know you like the developers like to put references to other things in these games but if we could have a game with spider-man where he's not trying to stop a train or trying to hold a bridge or a ship together. Look, man, it's not a, it's not a Spider-Man game or movie. If he's not trying to hold two things together <laughs> with, uh, with webbing on each side of him. I mean, Sandra pointed this out and I tried to defend it. I was like, well, no, she's right. They do this all the time. <laughs> every game and every movie. Like it's, he has, he just has to hold two things together or else it's a fucking sham. <laughs> A Spider-Man thing. I would love him to do it one day, and there's just like a fan outrage. Like he didn't hold anything together. What the fuck is this? <laughs> he didn't try to pull up a bus. He didn't try to. <laughs> he didn't try to hold a bridge. What I mean... the fuck? <laughs> but anyway, that, that was literally my only problem, Spider-Man. <laughs> but anyway, so from here we go to uh, a game I am super on board with, Resident Evil 8. And it was an interesting trailer because we were watching the trailer and all of a sudden it became Tim Burton's Caroline in the middle of it, <laughs> and which was interesting. I'm starting to wonder if that's going to be what replaces the, you know, in Resident Evil 7, they had the VHS levels where you popped in a VHS and you were the victim, controlling the victim during that whole thing. So I wonder at certain points of the game, it's going to be whatever the do Ethan's girlfriend who goddamn dude, this is a lot of work for one girl. I hate to say it's <laughs> like, okay, fighting uh, the, fr the freaking chainsaw massacre family from the first one. Okay. But now we're dealing with an entire country and werewolves. I mean, I don't know. Maybe just like go on Tinder. I don't know, Ethan, but anyway, <laughs> But I'm starting to wonder if maybe those uh, Caroline levels, for lack of a better term, will be like 
interspersed and you control the uh, characters in there and what have you. So, but they showed off some more and it pretty much, it, it looked to me just like a somewhat extended tra- trailer of the last one. Uh, try not to give away a, a too much, which is great because, you know, that's part of the thing with horror is you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, what did you think on this one, Joe? Um, well, I, I respect uh, the, the turn that they've made with uh, the Resident Evil series, Resident Evil 7, you know, being so well received. Um, but being a giant weenie, I, I, <laughs> being a giant weenie, I only played about an hour and a half of it. And I was like, all right, I think I get it. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm happy to see that, you know, Resident Evil 8 is following... Uh, those footsteps so faithfully and looks like it's gonna be another good one of those that i'll play for an hour before tapping out <laughs> oh yeah seven and you know I- i'll side a bit with joe here um it wasn't for the fact that sandra was in the room with me when i played seven i don't know how well i would have done there but uh seven i had such a great time and it was such a great story and uh taking on the second boss of that one and just you see this monstrosity, like literally walk around the corner and start heading you. It was like one of the most <laughs> frightening experiences I've ever seen had in a game. So I, I Resident Evil 7 uh, probably is my favorite Resident Evil set just for so many reasons. But I am su- super stoked to, for 8. I'm a little, yeah, I, I, I'm a, if there's one thing, I, I, one disappointment I have, I was kind of hoping that Resident Evil's going forward it would just be from the perspective of this random person who just happens to get caught up into the whole ridiculousness of Resident Evil. <laughs> that's part of the cool thing. You're just complain. You're just playing some dude named Ethan. You weren't Chris Redfield punching boulders with your fists and cracking them. <laughs> you weren't freaking Barry with his goddamn hand cannon. Like, no, you're just a normal dude, and you had to figure out what the fuck was going on. So, but. Hey, the the tale of Ethan, you know, maybe they're going for a trilogy here. I'll give it a chance. Uh, I'm super on board. Uh, they announced, I believe this is the first time they gave like an idea when it was coming out. So, <clears throat> excuse me. They said it was coming out 2021. So not yeah. too far away. Right. And now is that uh, next gen exclusive? Is that only on PS5 and Series X or is that coming to PS4 as well? You know? Uh, I believe, I actually, I think this one is coming to PS4, but don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure I saw that it was. Mm. All right. And speaking of games that are on PS4, oh, nope, that's later. Uh, next we got, (laughs) we got another trailer for Deathloop where it did Ah. announce that it was, uh, an exclusive now. Oh, well, exclusive. Whenever we say exclusive, it means PC as well, but whatever. You know what we're saying. <laughs> Console exclusive. Exactly. Where he gets, gave us a more uh, in-depth look at Deathloop, where essentially the idea is you need to kill these eight targets within a day, and showing some of the strategy of it, like we're in the trailer here, the main character basically got two of the targets to go to one place by essentially making one so depressed that he went to a drinking party the other one was hosting and just went there and, sh- and killed both of them. And But the entire time, you got to watch out for the wild card, which is that other assassin who's just like you and reliving this day over and over, except she exists <laughs> just to kill you and make the whole thing restart. Uh, what did you think of this one, Joe? Um, it's an interesting concept, for sure. Um, it, look, it looks it looks fun. Um, this, I think this is Bethesda publishing it, so... You know they've they've done some interesting work with shooters over the last few years, so I'm uh, I'm intrigued. I think I think it should be pretty fun, hmm. pretty fun game. Yeah, 
And uh, so Deathloop, that's one's coming out quarter two of 2021, so not too far away there as well. Uh, even sooner, in fact, you could actually play this game right now, is DMC5 <laughs> <laughs> as they release the definitive ed- edition, which should just be called the Virgil edition because it's essentially the same game, but you're controlling Virgil. And it also seems like they're using the power of the PS5. They're going to cram as many goddamn demons on the screen at one point. <laughs> and this will be this version will be available right at the get-go at launch. Uh, Joe, what did you think of this one? Um, well, I love the hell out of DMC5 uh when i played it um so this is uh it's interesting that they chose this game to to kind of showcase uh what i guess how they could upgrade a game over <clears throat> over the the previous version um because you know on top of the the new stuff you can on top of being able to play with virgil uh, like they really revved up uh the performance of the game mm-hmm. um like i believe you, like you, there's three different modes you can you can play here. Um, there's a there's a resolution mode where you know where it's targeting 4K at 30 frames. Uh, there's a frame rate uh, mode where it's 1080p at 60 frames, or a high frame rate mode <laughs> up to 120 frames uh, per second. Uh, but of course, you're going to need a TV that's that's capable uh, with a high, high enough refresh rate. But but yeah, it's uh, interesting, and I believe it would be 39.99 when it comes out. Uh, and I think they're coming out with the game digitally first, like phys- like it's coming out on disc as well, but it's going to be after uh, the PS5 launch. Now, I'm starting to get the idea, call me crazy, but I'm <laughs> getting the idea that PS5 is using this generation to sort of wean people in to the let's just be digital from now on mentality. You know, focusing on people like you and RK, who really... <laughs> keep going for those physical copies and taking up space in your apartments and what have the craziness of it all. And they're trying to save you, Joe. Why won't you let them say, but anyway. <laughs> well, because uh, if, I, if I don't fend for myself, I'm going to be stuck paying 70 damn dollars per game <laughs> until there's a digital sale a year later. Joe, I, I <laughs> but yeah, I, I kind of feel like we're going to see a little bit more of this where it's available digitally first and then, little later you'll be the physical copies or it could just be like they announced the release date but they give you the option or pay it set play it seven days earlier digitally by buying it that way uh, do you think that might be a, a thing going coming up i mean it wouldn't surprise me if they if someone decided to, to kind of break that mold um because that's already something that happens a lot with movies uh where it'll come out digitally like two weeks before it comes out on blu-ray um, even though the Blu-rays come with digital copies anyway, and that's, <laughs> uh, that's a whole other thing. Um, but yeah, like, I, I could see people starting to do that. Um, like, I mean, there's besides the whole, you know, play it before it's out on physical mentality. Like there's also, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I lost my train of thought there, <laughs> but yeah, I guess I could see that happening. All right. And next we got odd world soul storm and, and listen, I don't mean if you guys are into the this uh, series, all the power to you. I hope it's a great game for you. I could really <laughs> give two shits about this game, Joe. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's interesting because the Outer World series has roots all the way to, to PS One. Yeah, <laughs> and I've never played a single one of them. <laughs> Not one time. Now, have they announced the release date for this yet? Uh, let's see. I'm looking over at uh, at uh, the PlayStation blog. 
entry for the game that they posted after the after the showcase. And I'm not seeing any mention of a date. All Joe's. Like, like, like not so much as a 2021. So, I don't know. So, Joe, you know, as we uh, talked about earlier, we officially retired your uh, old vaporware list. And I think... You need to get to work on another one, starting with this one here, because I feel like I've been hearing about this game for like three years now, and I there isn't even a release date. It's getting on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> just just release it so I don't need to hear about it every goddamn showcase. But anyway, <laughs> from there, like I've been digging around the, uh, the what do you call it? Their, their their official site for Oddworld, and like I'm not seeing I'm not seeing anything. <laughs> That's weird. Like the only thing I know about this one is uh, Abe, the main character, whose lips were sewed up like since game one. Finally gets them, finally gets his lips freed and cut open. <laughs> Which you know you think it would have been like step number one as soon as he you know freed himself, <laughs> but but no, he kept true to that. But anyway, uh, they also announced Five Nights at Freddy's security breach through a very interesting trailer. Uh, Joe, what did you think of this one? Uh, I, I myself, I'm not a huge fan of the the Five Nights at Freddy's uh, games, but uh, they have an interesting story to them. Um, yeah, I don't know anything about Five Nights at Freddy's except for the fact that my nephew got obsessed with it <laughs> when it came out. Um, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. It seems okay, I guess. Yeah. Cool. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it'll be a little different. I know Game Theory keeps making videos about it, and so. Anyway. Oh, and I'm seeing, I'm seeing 2020 for, for that Odyssey game. All right. We're at the home stretch. Awesome. <laughs> All right. We'll have to get a different game for your list then. All right. Now, once a blue moon, Joe, mm. there, there comes a game. Oh, geez. <laughs> a game that creates an entire genre that gets called after itself. Well, technically the game that came after it, but still people knows what they're, what they're talking about. And, uh, oh man, that game was Demon Souls. One of uh, my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite gameplay playthroughs ever. As I sort that was like the first Souls, obviously it's the first Souls game. But anyway, it was the first game that, <laughs> that I really had to psych myself up to play. And uh, I've told the story about how my house was robbed and they stole my PS3. And uh, this was like the first time I was ever happy that uh, PlayStation had the whole cloud saving deal because I thought because I was like midway through the game and I was like, oh, my God, I have to start all over. And then like, oh, wait, cloud saving. And I got it all back. And I was like, <laughs> fuck, yes. So that and it was a cherished game. And I will recommend something for the listeners to go on YouTube and watch uh, uh, Matt McMuscles. Formerly of the Super Best Friends play. By the way, Joe, that's one of the things that happened in our hi- hiatus. Super Best Friends plays broke up when pretty. <laughs> but, I they were, but I thought they were Super Best Friends. Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Matt McMuscles has his own uh, own uh, channel now on YouTube, and it's really good. And he has like this uh, fun little series called What Happened. Where they basically took out a game, look at a game that either got canceled, got bad reviews, and he dives into like the development of it and uh, tries and figures out what happened to it to make it turn out like this. And he's done stuff like Scalebound and whatnot. And he did an episode on Demon Souls, which was pretty interesting, especially the whole development, like because the whole thing was supposed to be a basically a knockoff of uh, Oblivion. So. 
they basically wanted to do their own thing. It were essentially Sony wanted it to be uh, be this. And uh, it's kind of fun, the whole development cycle as the developers like, well, we kind of want to do this. And eventually Sony started caring less about it. So they were given more leeway with it. And they just like during meetings, they just didn't really talk about what they were doing. (laughs) So the famous story is they finally allowed Shuhei Yoshida to play it. And Shuhei thought this was the worst game ever made. (laughs) Like, he completely threw the the controller down and just, like, left the office in disgust. And uh, they didn't get behind on the release of it. And when they finally uh, released it, all of a sudden it became this cult classic. And even Shuhei he admits in an interview later, like, he dropped the ball. Like, yeah, he had no idea how popular this thing was going to become. And it's funny to think back that if Sony realized what they had and just went all in on this, then... Dark Souls would not be a thing right now. We'd just we'd be on Demon Souls three at this point or four. But anyway, I recommend that YouTube video if you look it up. It's a very interesting watch. But roundabout way, Dark Souls remastered. Yeah, um, yeah, because that game like was published by by Bandai Namco or Atlas here. Atlas, in the US. that's right. Yes, uh, like it was published by Sony everywhere else, but only here in America is like where I guess they didn't go all in, like you said. Yeah, we we almost didn't get it. It just sort of like popped in there. Like it was funny. Game reviewers like reviewing it, like they had no idea this game was coming, and they were just in awe of it. Like that's a that would led me to get it. It's just like like I, I they're like, I don't know how to explain this game. It's punishing, but I can't stop paying, playing it. <laughs> <laughs> so it became it became to say it became a cult classic is uh, quite the understatement. But then they announced. Uh, Demon Souls Remastered, which got people like me very hyped, who got into the Souls games, Bloodborne, Sekiro was another one that came out fairly recently. <laughs> and for the first time during this showcase, we saw footage. And uh, the name of the people who are remastering it, are they called Blue Point? Is that right? Yeah, Blue Point Games is, is kind of what they do. Is they like pretty much every remaster that Sony's ever, like every remaster and remake that Sony's ever commissioned. Um, like they handled, <laughs> uh, and they've done a pretty fucking good job of it. I'll go on record to say they should just be in charge of remasters going forward, <laughs> <laughs> like they did, like they did, uh, like Shadow of the Colossus on PS4. Uh, yeah, so they they do good work over there. They know what they're doing. But we saw it, and to the untrained eye, it looked pretty basic. But however, it was beautiful. Like the environments were gorgeous. Like the ways the armor was moving and how the characters were moving was great. Joe, he, he'll if you ask him, he'll tell you he has no intention of buying this game. However, oh, <laughs> however, even he had to say, "God damn, this game looks great." <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, like they like you see the basically the comparison uh, from the original PS3 game, uh, you know, like next to the PS5 remake. And it's my God, <laughs> like, like the game, look, like the PS3 game looks like fucking dog shit. Now <laughs> it does. I hate to say, but it does. And then you get to the boss fight and you appreciate little details. Like as you're slashing it, blood starts splattering all over the boss. And when he hits you, blood splatters on you. And, uh, the music is all there. And then it, cu- then it cuts to a montage where it shows you all these famous areas of the game, the spider boss fight underneath the, in the underground caverns and stuff. And I could not wait to play this. And something we haven't really touched on during the showcase 
a lot of the key information that we're talking about, such as when the game comes out, wasn't really discussed on this. Like, I saw this, and I was like, yeah, it'll be great in the next year or two when I get to play this. No, this is a launch game. This game is a launch game, which has Malcolm's money right off the goddamn bat. I am so happy about that. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it looks great. If you're, if you're a guy, if you're into Souls game, you already want this game, but God damn, this game looks gorgeous. But anyway, so, uh, did you have any thoughts that you wanted to share on this one, bud? Um, I mean, I'm happy for the people that are happy for this. Hey. Uh, um, it just doesn't do anything for me because I did buy Demon Souls when it came out. Uh, and I've, <laughs> like folks, like I hate, I have, for, for all my, this or disdain for the series. Uh, like I have played a lot of them, <laughs> uh, <laughs> trying to see if like maybe this is the one that I like. And the answer is always no. Um, but yeah, like it's impressive. It's an impressive looking game, and I'm, it's good. It looks like a good showcase for the PS5 uh, off the bat. So. Oh yeah, yeah, and like little things like uh, when he goes up to the uh, freaking save point and it immediately teleports to the next area. That's like that's the power of the PlayStation Five. <laughs> so I'm. I am super stoked for it. But uh, $70 though, $70. $70, yeah. I mean, you got you get what you pay for, but goddamn, <laughs> yeah. Uh so moving right along here, we get Fortnite at launch. Yay. Thank God. All right. So next Well, <laughs> <laughs> thank fuck for that. <laughs> and, I wasn't sure about pre-ordering this fucking console until I saw Fortnite on there. Oh yeah, I was worried, but then that up and comer Fortnite came on there, and like, okay, we got something here. But anyway, <laughs> uh, speaking of, and more serious, next up we get an announcement of a new PlayStation Plus benefit. Which, when we discussed it, it seemed like you were kind of underselling a little bit, Joe. But this is actually a pretty good value here. So, as far as we know, this is just simply for being a PlayStation Plus customer. Uh, so you don't need this is nothing additional here, uh, but. They announced what's called being called the PlayStation Plus Collection. So available at launch for being a PlayStation Plus uh, customer, you get the following games that you just download and play. God of War, Monster Hunter World, Last of Us Remastered, Resident Evil 7, Bloodborne, Days Gone. Final, <laughs> finally we get to play that game, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way it would. The only way, yeah. Days, uh, Final Fantasy 15, a game Joe has already played, Persona 5. Three times. Three times, yeah. Is that including uh, the Royal Edition? Is that what it's called? Yes, that is including the Royal Edition. <laughs> Fallout 4. Mortal Kombat X. Uncharted 4. Ratchet & Clank, the non-drift edition. Until Dawn. Detroit <laughs> Become Human. Battlefield 1. A Fun Chestnut, Infamous Second Son. Yeah. Batman Arkham Knight. And... Former Joe's Vaporware List Edition candidate, Last Guardian. <laughs> Man, I mean, you get Final Fantasy VII Remake on here, and you got the whole <laughs> the whole gigs out here. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Shenmue 3. So, a lot of people are saying this is at least the beginning, I would argue, of uh, PlayStation uh, or Sony trying to counter the whole Game Pass thing by throwing in... Uh, I, I believe this is going to be the start of it, and we're going to get additions to this collection, just like we were getting free games with with uh, PS4. And I gotta say, like, is it at, as expansive of a list as uh, the Game Pass? No, but Game Pass has been around for a little bit longer than this. And I like if for people who haven't played a lot of these games or even some of these games, 
Like, that's a pretty good value right off the bat just for simply being a PlayStation Plus user. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, like, it's definitely, you know, a good thing to offer. <clears throat> but, yeah, like, like it's, like, to really compete with Game Pass, like, they would have to include, like, new games as well, like, as soon as they release. And that's not something that Sony uh, has expressed any interest in doing. Um, so, like, I don't think they'll ever really compete with Game Pass because um, they, don't, they don't feel that they need to. And, you know... You know, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, they've got PlayStation now as well as the service, which um, acts a little bit more uh, more one-to-one as a as a Game Pass kind of like equivalent um, because that, that also includes, you know, a, a wider selection of third-party games and lets you download a bunch of other games too. Like, um, But, yeah, the, the, the key difference is that Sony doesn't offer uh, their first-party stuff uh, day and date. <laughs> um, when it comes out, like, you know, like for like that Halo Infinite game, when that comes out, like that'll be on Game Pass day one. Uh, so people don't have to pay 60 or $70 for it. Uh, it's just part of the Game Pass subscription. Um, so, so there's still some very key differences between the services. Yeah. And I would argue that and I know we had a discussion about, you know, is how do certain comp- game companies feel about it? And I feel like it's not all peach, peaches and cream. Like the fact that Final Fantasy 16, going back to that, is an exclusive or at least a timed exclusive. <laughs> if I have to wonder if it's if that part of that is because they don't want the game just being for free on Game Pass and thus said, all right, we'll let Sony have exclusive rights for it for X amount of time. That way, people who are going to buy it will buy it because if we do it on both consoles at once, they're just going to play it on Xbox for free. <laughs> yeah. We'll do that and then bring it to Game Pass and people can play it over there. So I have to wonder if we'll see like a little more and more instances like that. I mean, I don't know because uh, like Microsoft obviously puts like their new stuff on on Game Pass. But like unless the game is already exclusive to Xbox, I don't like I've never seen a third party game uh, go on Game Pass um, on day one. Like really the only the only exception that I can think of uh, is Outer Worlds. Mm. Uh, which came out last year. And the only reason for that is that the developer got bought by Microsoft uh, mm. before before the game came out. So they were able to put it on Game Pass uh, while, you know, it was a $60 game on PS4. But unless something like that happens again where Microsoft buys a developer before the game comes out, um, third-party games don't really come out on Game Pass uh, if it's also coming out on PS4. Mm. Well... I guess time will tell on that one. But going back to the PlayStation Plus collection, if you haven't played any of these games, that's like 18 games right off the goddamn bat for at least as of the time of this recording, $60 a year. Like just God of War alone, as well as like games like Monster Hunter World. If you're looking for a game that's going to take up a lot of your time, (laughs) I'm at like 400 hours. So you're going to have some fun there. Plus classics like Last of Us Remastered. I... Persona 5, uh, one of our Game of the Year winners, by the way. Yeah. Resident Evil 7, I've gushed about considerably on this show. Uh, Until Dawn is a very... I, I don't think gets enough credit for... How- no, absolutely not. That game was terrific. <laughs> and, of course, Mass Murderer, or, uh, Nathan Drake and Uncharted 4. All, <laughs> <laughs> all classics there. So you, you got some pretty good games to pick from, and a lot of them are going to take up your time, especially if you're, like, in between games after you beat Demon Souls Remastered, of course. So Anyway, so that's going to be launching with the PlayStation 5, so awesome. 
And from here, Joe, that's where we get the fun little ditty, the fun little graphic, where we start seeing all the uh, both PlayStation 5s. So we were talking earlier about the specs between the two. So you have the digital edition and the Blu-ray edition, I guess, for lack of a better term. <laughs> and literally the only difference between the two is one has a, a ultra Blu-ray player and the other one doesn't. That yep. spec-wise, everything else is the same. Even the hard drive space, which I was a little disappointed about. I believe it's like 825, or is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah 825. And so they announced the big uh, prices. And a lot of people were saying 450 for the digital, but no, 399 Yeah, they, they lopped off the, the whole $100 for it. I, uh, I believe I, I was reading a, a reporter who did the breakdown there that selling it at that point, Sony is technically losing money. However, and Joe actually alluded to this uh, when we were joking around about uh, the physical editions, but Sony makes more if you buy the physical, the digital edition versus the physical edition. Oh, absolutely. Because, uh, you know, there's no middleman uh, on a digital edition. Like you don't have to. Like, when you sell a game uh, physically, like, obviously, the developer gets a cut and Sony gets a cut. But, like, also the retailer has to get a cut. Otherwise, there's no point in them selling it. <laughs> mm. uh, so that's, that's one less one less person that you need to, you know, charge money or give money to. Like, it's you just charge your flat 30% rate or whatever and then just watch the money roll in. Mm-hmm. So the the basic play is they'll take the hit at purchase, but over the course of years they're they're expecting to make the money back, which is not a bad play, especially considering that worst case scenario you still have the physical disc option. Which so far I seem to be in the in the extreme minority, at least out of people I know. I know there are other people like me out there. I'm but as far as I know. Oh, I'm the only one of my friends that are getting the digital edition. Uh, Joe and RK have already gone, say, no, physical, all the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I'll always take the physical option um, because uh, even though it's more expensive up front, um, I think, you know, going physical, like, you save money uh, in the long run. Not even that long of a run. <laughs> like, like, as soon as something goes on sale, it's like... Like right now, like on game, like GameFly has their like a monthly sale. Like they blow off a bunch of like their rental copies or whatever. They can get Last of Us Part Two for thirty bucks <laughs> right now. Oh yeah, so. uh, yeah. PSN uh, PS does have really good deals. Like that's usually where I where I get mine. Like I got Devil May Cry the Supreme Digital or whatever it was called edition, and it ended up costing me like twenty five bucks. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, yeah, there are deals to be had on PSN there. Granted, the drawback is I can't exchange them for a different game, which, hey, Sony, maybe maybe tinker around with that idea at some point. <laughs> <And>, but... <laughs> well, Microsoft did try that idea with the Xbox One launch or when they announced the system, but uh, <laughs> the way they announced it, they were like, yeah, the game must... You, have to, you always have to be connected online. Or, like, Remember that whole fiasco? Oh, yeah, the DRM fiasco. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, actually, I don't think people are ready for that. <laughs> so digital is $3.99, and, uh, the, and, of course, the Blu-ray is $4.99, which is roughly about where everyone's expectation was. It's an interesting dichotomy as Xbox has the cheaper console, but for 100 bucks more, you get it, a more powerful console yeah. without having to go as high as 500 and if you want the Blu-ray player, then four ninety nine it is. So I, I think it was I think it was very strategically priced. How, how did you feel on all that? Yeah, I think uh, I think both 
companies did a pretty a, an excellent job of pricing these machines. Um, like five hundred dollars is, of course, a lot of money. Mm. <laughs> um, but but you know, like everything that both of those five hundred dollar machines offers, uh, it's well worth five hundred dollars um, to jump into that. And you know, three ninety nine for for a PS five. Um, without without the disk drive is also a very very compelling price. Like I, not gonna pretend that I wasn't a little tempted, but it's like mm, no, gotta <laughs> gotta do what's best in the long run. Uh, yeah, I think it's impressive that they made you think about it at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and you know Xbox the same thing. Like for two ninety nine, it's like man, that's not a lot of money at all for a next gen console. <laughs> so yeah, good show going on both. Uh, but of course, Sony had one more thing to just drop on us here, mm. and, and that of course that thing was God of War Two Ragnarok coming in twenty twenty one. How'd you feel seeing this one here, Joe? Yeah, now we're fucking talking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as everyone remember, God of, the God of War that they released just a few years ago, one of the biggest, pro- probably one of the best reimaginings of a franchise I've ever seen. As that game was a instant classic from right from the get-go so and the thing they they only scratched the surface as far as gods for norse mythology they only used like two one maybe two and of course the big one we're getting ragnarok and we know for sure we're at least getting thor so who knows (laughs) where that's going to go from there god damn so and that's coming out in 2021 not as far away as i thought right so that'll be that and horizon zero or not zero dawn horizon uh one dawn Sure. <laughs> I was about to say New Horizons, but that's Animal Crossing. <laughs> um, whatever that one's called. Forbidden West. Forbidden West. Forbidden West. <laughs> uh, so two, two uh, pretty huge games for for PS5 in 2021. Uh, so I think uh, I think it's gonna be a good year. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it doesn't have a high bar to clear to be a good year. And let me tell you, but uh... <laughs> absolutely not. It, I could fucking. I, I could get hit by a bus tomorrow, and it'd be an up. It'd be it'd be, it'd be an improvement over, over the previous year. So from there, let's talk about. Oh, uh, so the, oh, we forgot. Almost forgot to mention. Uh, the system is coming out on the twelfth of November. That was- oh. Yeah. That's a good thing. That's a good thing to mention. Twelfth yeah. <laughs> of November for a majority of where for. The big countries like uh, Japan, U.S., and some other ones, and Canada, Mexico, Australia, New yeah. Zealand, and South Korea. Thank you, sir. For the rest of uh, the rest of the of the world out there, nineteenth is when it's coming out here. And so the big question was proposed, Joe. That's great, but when can we pre-order? We want to know when we can pre-order. <laughs> so Sony didn't tell us this in the presentation. It was instead. Jeff Keeley, who brought it up on Twitter, <laughs> as well as the fact that, you know, Demon Souls Remastered is a launch title, amongst other things. And Miles Morales. Is a launch title, not just holiday 2020. <laughs> and uh, he also said, oh, okay, so I just spoke to them, and you can, pre-orders are going to start tomorrow at, uh, ret- at select retailers. Uh, and you're thinking, okay, great. I, I just need to like figure out a time to make sure that we can pre-order and what have you. <laughs> then that son of a bitch will tweets out, Hey, let's do it right now. <laughs> and thus 
the gates of hell open as people descended onto Walmart's website, started pre-ordering. Other com- other companies such as Target and GameStop, uh, but didn't want to lose, the- didn't want to fall behind, I guess. So they just started letting pre-orders go. Famously, our friend RK just drove the fuck down there and pre-ordered it <laughs> on the receipt and all that too. And me and Joe, we're, we're not going to GameStop, but we were like, <laughs> like, okay, cool. And I, I know I, for one was waiting for Amazon and Joe was as well. And then like literally just 15 minutes before midnight, I don't know why they didn't just wait till midnight just to say they had the high ground, but uh, we get the tweet from Wario 64, who's a great Twitter to follow. If you're looking for ga- deals on games, he, uh, g- mentions okay the the there it's live so i i hop on joe hops on and uh long story short i have my digital pre-ordered and joe has his physical pre-ordered we think <laughs> as uh, a few days later they would email us and let let us know hey hey we had quite a few people come in and pre-order the shit so i don't know if you're getting it on release date <laughs> and yay <laughs> so joe w- w- what did you think about this <laughs> uh i thought that it was uh it, it left a lot to be desired <laughs> the way they handle that uh to say the least um because like you said they they like for one like you'd think this was information that they would put in the presentation <laughs> uh, especially because when the last time they did uh, the previous showcase for the PS5 where they announced a lot of these games. Uh, I forget who Jeff Keighley was speaking to exactly, but when he asked him, he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, like when we when we do pre-orders, we'll make sure we give everyone plenty of notice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, it's like, no. Um, everyone, like there was, that information was in the presentation. Uh, and so Jeff Keighley had to do his digging and, and, and tweet it out. Yeah, tomorrow. And then within the hour of him saying, yeah, tomorrow, <laughs> or they told me tomorrow, because it's not Jeff Keighley's fault, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> it like, yeah, like after he said, they, they, they told me tomorrow. And then within the hour, it's like, here's Walmart <laughs> saying, hey. And then within a few minutes of that, it like it all, it's just a big domino effect. Um, and yeah, that, like that went pretty fucking terribly um, because people were just scrambling, like, like I, like me and Malcolm, I guess, got lucky because like we we pretty much always had Amazon as our as our like in mind, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I was never going to pre-order from anywhere else because everywhere else you got to pay the money up front. I'm not going to do that shit. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that right now either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amazon only charges you uh, when they ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, like once it's shipped, that's when they charge you, but but not not a second before that. So like. We've got our pre-orders. I won't have to pay shit for two months. <laughs> um, so that was always our plan. So we, like, we were just sitting on and waiting on that link. But everybody else is like, oh, like, let me check Best Buy. Uh, let me check GameStop. Let me get check Target, Walmart. Um, and you know, like those links are, like, they'd go up. Like, like they're back. Nope, now they're gone. They're back. They're gone. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Jesus. Um, and- yes. And to further on us being lucky, like right after we pre-ordered, I texted a friend who also wanted the PS5 that I was talking to. It's like, hey, all right, hey, they're up on Amazon. I just pre-ordered. Go get it. And he missed it. Like they were gone, but gone. And that was just like a few minutes after I we pre-ordered. 
So they were, so we are kind of lucky to be able to say we were able to pre-order on day one. Yeah. So, uh, Sony has since, uh, got tweeted out. Let's be honest. That could have gone better, which, (laughs) (laughs) uh, they did reassure us that more, more stock would be released over the coming weeks and there would be more stock even after the release date. So, you know, you know if you're thinking that it's going to be difficult to get, then it should be easier. Uh, I believe there was a story released about how, like, the units were, you know, due to COVID, they were producing, like, uh, four, 4 million less than were expected. But I believe Sony has come out to debunk that. But there, at the end of the day, it sounds like it's going to be 15 million, which is going to be more than what they had for the PS4 launch. Yeah. So I mean, like it, like I think it's mostly just people being, you know, antsy and you know, hyping themselves up. Like there'll, I think there'll be plenty of PS4s or PS5s night uh, launch for people to just grab. Um, so it's it's kind of annoying to, to have to deal with all this, but like overall, uh, I believe on, on November was the 12th, um, I think it'll be all right. Yeah, I mean, I recall it being kind of difficult for a little while to pre-order the PS4 back in the day. It was just, you know, the first step was wasn't rushed like this is the thing. Yeah. And uh yeah, it's funny like like less than 24 hours sites are reporting how are people going to get the PS4? It's like it's been a day, dude. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I doubt this is it. <laughs> but yeah, Microsoft had their fun. They're like, hey, don't, hey, just a reminder, we're re- the release, the pre-orders start on the twenty-second, and don't worry, we'll let you know what times they're. <laughs> yeah, like the day after, like these are the exact times that you can pre-order an Xbox Series X. It's like, and yeah, gotta give them credit; they earned that one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, just just hang in there, folks. Like, get like, let's wait another month or so before we start panicking for sure. Uh, for those of you that are still struggling to find something, uh, once again, uh, I would follow Wario64, and I believe the the handle is Video Game Deals, but it's Cheap Ass Gamer is the other one. And follow them, turn the notifications on. They're really, really good about letting you know not only about good deals going on, but when certain hard to find items are in stock, like I was able to get ring fit fitness. Thanks to Wario 64 who posted that they were on Amazon again at the normal price. And he's been pretty consistent about letting us know when uh, certain, when the PS five is back in stock on certain websites. So yeah, sometimes you got to work a little harder, unfortunately <laughs> to get the things you like. So, but in the end, I think we're all going to get to that promised land together. And I got to tell you, Joe, I'm super excited. Like it's with the, with 2020 in general, and I'll let you guys take your pick on all the what I'm talking about about the hardness of 2020. Like I feel like I've been at a point where I haven't been able to really look forward to anything for a long time. It's just like <laughs> you've just been stuck in the doldrums. Like I had Final Fantasy VII remake, and you know, and that was a fun two weeks when I was playing through that game. But yeah, you know, after a while, it's like yeah, you just wake up and deal with something. But now it's been a while and maybe a little selfishly, but now there's like a little bit of light to look forward to in November. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, How do you feel on this one? Yeah, man. Give me my PlayStation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anything to to numb me from this horrible (laughs) reality we exist in right now. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, I'm super, it looks great. I'm going to probably love it to death. 
but yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully on the 12th, but it's going to come. Yeah, it, we're going to be fine folks and just hang in there. And like I said, just follow those sites. Those are great ways to find, find and get those, uh, those things. Oh, we didn't even talk about how, uh, the registration, which is closed as of now. For... <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, like, yeah. Remember when Sony said, Hey, just register your PSN ID here and we'll notify you. And we thought it was going to be like, I thought it was a great idea. Like instead of like the craziness, it's usually been like when you got those anniversary PS4s where it was like, it's like they're like, be the first to pre-order a PlayStation five. <laughs> <laughs> and then this fucking shit starts going down all over the place. Like people are fucking scrambling for pre-orders on Walmart and, and Target and all that shit. And then in the meantime, it's like, uh, has anyone gotten an email from Sony at all? <laughs> and it's like, no. Like emails went out that that later that night, and then they're like, "Yes, you can pre-order on Friday." <laughs> like, like after millions of people have already pre-ordered their console, you can be the first to order their PS5. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> and, and I was thinking this is a great idea because Joe would tell me horror stories, like when he like reserved that twentieth anniversary PS4, um, and. And he was basically fighting with this website for an entire afternoon, trying to load up a screen to, for the fucking cart. That was my whole Saturday. <laughs> and instead of just having 30 million people go to this one site, hey, probably 10, 10 million of those just want to resell it. it. Hey, just do this raffle. And if you win, great. You get emailed a link to go to the cart, purchase it. No fuss, no muss. You don't have to waste an entire day, but no, good job, Sonny. Good job. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, Joe, did you have anything else you wanted to say on the PS five? Uh, no, uh, just that I, I do want it. I do want it. Me too, bro. Me too. Folks, this has been episode two twenty one of the firmware update. Thank you so much for listening in as we recap the announce, the showcase, and the aftermath of the PlayStation Five announcement. Uh, if you like what you heard, you can find us on a lot of places now. You can find us not only on iTunes, where a five star written review helps uh, our show get noticed, so we greatly appreciate that. Uh, you can also find us on such apps as Google and yes. Amazon Music. <laughs> Little, <laughs> and we're also on such things as Spotify or one of our pa- favorite uh, apps, Pocket Cast. You can find us right on there. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at PSMalk for me, at Wands23 for Joe, and at The Firm Up for the show. You can also find us at thefirmup.com, our little website for each show. And hey, we have a Patreon. Just look up the, the firm <laughs> up there. If you ever, I know we're only uh, doing shows sporadically, but if you ever want more frequency and like what you hear, trust trust us. When us getting a little bit, if we get to a point where we can just quit our jobs, I will, this will be our new job. <laughs> <laughs> so just bear that in mind. Uh, Joe, is there anything I missed? Uh, I don't think so. Beauty. Folks, thank you so much for joining us today. I look forward to seeing you guys uh, November for PS5 Day. Later. Hasta la vista.